You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Going beyond the box score and the diamond, this is the show with the latest news and information on your hometown nine and the entire organization. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, welcome back to Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created, legends are made. Chris Atterbury here with Rocco Baldelli. We are in your palatial office here, Rocco, and it's already been an exciting morning. We've had some alarms going off. Uh, first American League team ever to have back-to-back walk-off losses, then back-to-back walk-off wins. You know, it's hard to have a first anymore in this game. So uh, is your beard getting a little grayer here over the last couple of days? It, it might be. Um, it, it's been a really interesting last week of baseball, um, to say the least. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually seen a week of baseball quite like this in a lot of different ways. Um, every game, I mean, something crazy is going on at the end of the game, and there's a you know some sort of uh, emotional swing and you know massive swing in some way. Um, um, and then the the literal swing uh, that we're looking for and, and getting right now from our guys. So the last two nights have been a lot more fun than the previous two, um, but uh, it's been uh, it's been good. And the guys are playing hard, and we're, we're putting ourselves uh, ourselves in a chance to win. Uh, we have the opportunity to win every single game right now that we're playing. So what else can you want? This last week has been dominated by changes in your staff, and I don't want to get too deep into it because I feel like we've been talking about it for for a long, long time. But a couple of games now with Pete and Colby able to get their feet wet in the home ballpark, not just during the game, but how you guys proceed leading up to ball games. You guys all kind of finding your new comfort level? Yeah, I, I I know we're going to be uh, in a really good spot going forward. These are moves that you know you always have to be prepared for. You're not anticipating them happening tomorrow or next week, but uh, you always have an idea about what you're going to do if something were to come up. And um, Pete Mackey uh, in the pitching coach role is something that just makes a lot of sense because he's really good and. Uh, He's, uh, you know, obviously different personality than Wes Johnson. I mean, Wes, very outgoing, big, per- you know, big, big, uh, you know, uh, you know, talker and has, you know, has a lot of different ways of, of handling different situations and uh, really excitable. Um, Pete's a little, uh, you know, more quiet and uh, observant and, uh, you know, talks through things very systematically and does a really, really nice job with our pitchers. So Pete's uh, really settling in. We're going to spend a lot of time together talking through some situations, talking through some things that normally over time you learn and figure out and um, you don't actually have to say them. You know, most of these things become understood as time goes on. But, you know, these first few weeks, uh, we will certainly be spending a lot of time sitting here. He'll be on my couch in my office uh, going over a lot and we'll be ready to go. How much grief did you guys give him in the dugout before his first trip or after his first trip? He put a jogging trip out there, showed the pace a little bit, and then kind of the more uh, studious, slow stride to the mound. (laughs) 
we like to have fun. So yes, uh, now Pete's Pete's a, a good smooth runner. He can uh, he can get out there as fast or as slow as as he wants. But um, we're gonna we're gonna stay on him and do everything we can to keep him loose. Um, there's so much that goes on in this game. We play so many games. We're together so much that uh, if you don't find a way to enjoy yourself and go back and forth with each other and have a good time and laugh, um, you're never going to get through a season. But Pete, Pete will be fine with that, believe me. Anytime there's a change planned or not planned, it's a chance to reevaluate and to recalibrate a little bit. And something Derek Falvey told me struck me a little bit this week involving your pitching room as it was, your pitching group. And you've got a lot of smart people. They might have different titles right now, but it's a lot of the same voices. But he also talked about bringing a guy with the experience and insights of a Hank Conger, your catching coach, more into the pitching room as well as another added voice. You've known Hank a long time, probably played against Hank. We've watched him uh, through this game for a lot of different years. What can he add, and are you excited about what that voice might sound like in the pitching room? Yeah, and uh, Hank has a lot of different things to draw upon. I mean, he he played, I actually, I did, I coached him in in Tampa Bay um, when he was still catching, and then he also has the experience of, of being out there as a bench coach in, in Korea and, and seeing just how uh, a different league and a different uh, type of pitcher go out there and attack hitters and get outs. Um, he knows a lot about this game, especially from that catching position um, where he came up and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, got into the game. So, um we are going to bring him in, and he's going to continue. He's going to continue to be our catching coach, and and you know, kind of be in charge of the preparation, and and I think more so than actually the game planning, um, which we do have a really good group, and Colby Suggs will continue on with his game planning, uh, report based um, work. He's really good with that stuff. Uh, Hank's going to really step up, I think, with the. With the structuring and the talking through of these reports and and how to prepare these guys, so when the when the players sit down, it's really nice to have a Hank Conger sitting there walking them through not just what you're looking at on the paper, but how to think about it once the game starts. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch that evolve because he's a guy with a lot to offer who's already had a great run. Rocco Baldelli is our guest. The show is Inside Twins. I want to hit a really cool moment and then one of the tougher things that a manager is asked to do. The cool moment is Brixton Buxton suddenly showing up as the junior PA announcer yesterday, getting to announce his dad who was batting third in the third inning. Did you guys know that was going to happen? And what was the atmosphere like when Byron realized, hey, I recognize that voice? I didn't know it was going to happen. I'm sure someone in the dugout knew it, but um, we looked up and we saw him up on the big screen, probably like everybody else in the stadium. And then you just immediately have the biggest smile that you can have. Um, It's a really cool and fun moment for everyone involved, mainly because everybody loves Buck and everyone loves Brixton too. So, you know, you're, you're seeing it happen and, you know, Buck's not an easy guy to get to smirk or smile or, or feel these different types of emotions during a ball game. He's very locked in on what he's doing. Um, he's getting ready for his at-bat, but when he saw his son up there, he just couldn't help it. I mean, he just, uh, you know, for him, that's probably being overwhelmed a little bit and, um, just a just one of those moments that you don't 
necessarily see a lot of in the game, you know, with what we do and the way the game's played and just the fact that our families are in the stands and our families might be home and all that. But to see your son up there and uh, they have such a close connection, um, uh, something really great for all of us. Yeah, that will not soon be forgotten. Managing, you have to do a lot of things that aren't a lot of fun, like the show sometimes. You also have to talk to people you really like and respect and give them bad news. Tyler Thornburg had to come in in a very untenable situation where you guys were simply out of arms. And in baseball terminology, we, we talk about is wearing it. I mean, that's some of the terminology we use. To have a pro like that, and then you have to tell him, hey, we got to make a roster move, when you know he did exactly what the team needed through no fault of his own, man, that has to be hard part of your job. Th- those conversations are never... They're never pleasant, but when you when you and, and when I took this job for the first time and I hadn't managed before I, I came here to Minnesota, um, you know they're coming. You don't know exactly how you're going to handle them. You don't know exactly how you're going to feel as that person's walking in the door, as you're talking to them, or where that conversation's even going to go. Because this is real life, and they, these conversations can go in literally any direction. So all you can do is your best and, and treat people with respect and try to do what's what's right. In this particular you know situation, Tyler knew he was pitching in this game, and he knew before the game started that he was going to be out there throwing multiple innings almost definitely in this game. So this, all of this, you know, the way he prepared and got ready, he, he was in a mentally good spot to go out there and pitch. Obviously, he wanted to pitch better uh, and throw, you know, more consistent strikes than he did. But he knew what was coming um, as far as the work. Uh, when he went out there, he had to throw a lot the way the game went. We had to throw a lot of our other arms. They threw a lot of pitches. Um, and we were going to kind of win or lose that game with, with him on the mound because we, we only had one other option in the pen. And if we went to extra innings, we would have used uh, Jarrell Cotton. So all that being said, uh, he also has been around in this game a long time. So he understands uh, in situations like this and where he is in his tenure and where he is where he doesn't have options anymore. Um, there's there's things in this game that, that the players really get doesn't mean they're happy about it doesn't mean it's easy for me to talk to him about it but he knew what might have been coming and I'd love to keep him in the organization doesn't mean we can't keep him we can designate a player uh, and they can choose to stay and we can choose to give them another opportunity and I hope that's what happens here the daily churn of Major League Baseball baseball in general not always fun not always glamorous Rocco Baldelli giving us some insight in that regard we'll take a break when we come back we'll talk about Carlos Correa when we return on your home for Twins Baseball Welcome back. Sunday edition of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. Rocco Baldelli is our guest. Twins gunning for a sweep of a very uh, improved and a very salty Baltimore Orioles club here at Target Field. I want to talk about Carlos Correa. Everybody knew before he put on a Twins uniform that he was a great player. And the, the accolades are out there. You see the highlights. But so much of baseball is the mundane, the everyday, the doing the normal things so consistently well as to be mind-numbing. And for me, watching him play every day has been such a privilege to truly understand how good he is at this game and how easy he makes really hard things look. You've been around a lot of great players. Has that been your experience as well, whether it's Carlos or others, that just the everyday nature of how they prepare and their consistency is truly a separator? Yeah, there's um, there's no way around that. All the best players that, that I've seen the way our games played, 162 games, uh, you know, long, long season, play every single day. The only way to be that good, to be as good as a Carlos Correa, um, is to have that 
very, very consistent nature about yourself, both pregame and when the game starts. And, you know, getting a chance to watch him play, you know, it is a privilege to be able to watch good players do what they do best. People that are really great at what they do, it's it's mesmerizing even for me to be able to, 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 to show up, watch him go out there, and, you know, whether it's Carlos Correa there. I saw young Evan Longoria at third base when I was coming up, and when I was in Boston, there were some good players. But, you know, you see Dustin Pedroia out there, and the way, the way that we have other guys like this too here in Minnesota, but the way these guys get ready every day, they have very precise, very good routines offensively, defensively, the way they take care of their bodies, the way they eat, the way they sleep, the way they show up, uh, the way they talk, the way they act. They're very, very consistent human beings uh, in many ways. And when Carlos gets on the field, you see that. Um, and you, it comes out, you know, in his at-bats, yes, a really good hitter. You see it defensively, though. It really shows up defensively, where you know you hit a you know ball gets hit, and in the dugout, I kind of go, I'll, I'll kind of act this out a little bit right now. You kind of go, ooh, like because it's a bad, it's a tough hop, and you know he just, but he's just ahead of it. He's ahead of it. He knows where the ball's going. He's already drop stepping. He's already charging the ball. He stays through it with his glove. His glove presentation itself is so so consistent and good. He opens it up. The ball goes in the glove. Then he then he kind of just cocks his arm up, and the ball is right in Louis's chest or right in AK's chest at first base virtually every single time. It's not by accident. Uh, it's because of the way this guy gets ready and, and the way he prepares. One other thing he does on the field is he'll take over on the diamond, not just for the other infielders. We've seen him. We joke about P. Mackey's trot to the mound. We've seen Carlos Correa mound visits become a thing as well. Uh, was that something you knew about him? And, and what are your thoughts? as a manager watching a, a leader take charge like that on the diamond? It's something that's very straightforward and, and easy to see when you see the way he talks about the game, understands the game, knows what's going on around him, not just referring to himself in the game, but everybody on the field. And uh, he sees things coming. He sees them coming very early. It's it's like having a, some version of a, of a coach on the field at all times. And um, he's not just going to the mound for no reason. He's not just going to the mound kind of on a whim. Um, there are right moments where the feel uh, tells you that it's it's necessary. This pitcher needs something right now. Our infielders or our catcher needs something. We need to communicate. He, he knows when those times are. Um, there are times where you know, our pitching coach is about to go out there. I'm about to send the catcher out there for a particular reason, but Carlos is already trotting to the mound um, and kind of leading that. And to have a guy like that in our infield at all times, uh, it helps me sleep at night. That's always a good thing to get get some help in that regard. Uh, Alex Kirloff has been stinging the baseball, and that's no surprise. Everybody knows that Alex can hit. A comment he made to me when he came back up was that he had to relearn to trust his hands. That trust is now there. Your thoughts as a former hitter and also as his manager on that mindset from Alex, and he's not a guy who uses a lot of extra words, but just what that translates to when he talks about finding the trust in his hands again. He's not talking uh, for nothing, I'll tell you that. He, um, you know, If he's saying that, that means it's something he's really felt and really thought about. It means a lot to him. So we're talking about a really good, really good, talented young 
hitter who's done nothing but hit his entire life, high school, minor league baseball, and his you know first time around in the big leagues really swung the bat well before he got hurt. When he when you deal with a wrist injury at this level and a reasonably serious wrist issue, it's one of the more challenging things to come back from and actually hit this level of pitching. Uh, you have to be able to react. You have to be able to tighten your body in certain spots. And, and a lot of that energy is really going through your wrist. And there's, you know, it's, it's a challenge because if you have pain in there, uh, it's hard to get the bat to certain parts of the zone. And one of the best things that AK does is he gets the barrel to different parts of the zones, up and away, up and in, down and away, down and in. He stays through off-speed pitches well. He, he hits the ball to all fields. Um, and when you take those things away from him, he has to actually figure it out from scratch and build himself back up again. That's what he did. It's not that easy to do. And that's what the young man did. He went to AAA. Others could have complained and gotten upset and gotten a emotional and not worked the complete opposite with Alex Kirilov. He went out there, he did nothing but hit uh, and work, and he got himself ready, and he's doing a good job for us now. How much more dangerous a club do you become when, as we've seen this week, there are games where instead of Louis and Byron uh, and Max and Carlos, it's been Urshela, Sanchez, Kirilov, guys in the bottom part lengthening out that order that have carried your offense. That's what that's what good clubs have to do. That's what every really good club does. We need to do it. We've looked to our guys, our 7-8-9 hitters have won games for us uh, as we're talking about, and that's the kind of depth that wears down opposing pitchers. Opposing pitchers can, can aim for the top of the lineup, give it what they got, and then kind of cruise through the bottom, and it's our goal to not allow that to happen, and, and we won't let that happen. The voice of Rocco Baldelli, we've got one final segment here on Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. We'll talk Devin Smeltzer and take a look at today's matchup when we return on your home for Twins Baseball. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's our final segment here on Inside Twins, starting a big day. It's a holiday weekend. Hope you and yours are safe wherever you're joining us across our fine network. Pre-game lineup card coming up next, and then the Twins and the Orioles coming up on a gorgeous Sunday afternoon from Target Field. Devin Smeltzer will start, Rocco, and Devin's been fantastic for this club. And now that he's healthy, we're seeing the Devin Smeltzer we were introduced to a couple of years ago. Along the lines of what we discussed with Kirilov, something that Devin told us after his last start kind of struck me. He said he feels like he's getting his pitching eyes back. 
And that wasn't a phrase that I had been familiar with in my 20-plus years in the game. But he said in terms of just being able to read hitters better, having not pitched in games over the course of really a year and a half with the injury and, and the other circumstances, is that something you've discussed with him, or is that a familiar idea to you, pitchers' eyes and finding their eyes on the mound? I've never heard it said quite like that either. And uh, when you said that just a second ago, it got me kind of thinking about Smeltz and, and where he's at. Uh, Devin Smeltzer has um, a really good baseball mind. He's got a good mind anyway. He's a he's a he's a, a very good uh, uh, guy that could sit there and watch and understand what's happening in the game. Next level type discussions and 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 you know really get a good uh, perception and then and then carry it out and sit in the clubhouse and talk about the game and all of those things. So I I'm not surprised to hear him say that. I'd I'd say it's connected to something else. He's back to feeling good. He's healthy. He's throwing the ball better. His stuff is better. The life on his fastball and the way he's throwing his changeup and that you know he throws a harder breaking ball now too. And then he's got the slow curveball. He can do different things and mix. When his stuff has stepped up, his mind actually can step up too because he has the stuff uh, to go out there and get hitters out. And he has different weapons that he didn't have last year. He didn't maybe have two years ago when he wasn't feeling like himself. So when you combine those two things you got the good he's always had the good mind now he has the stuff that he can go out there and really really compete with and get outs with and it works together in a great combination and you have to love his quest for efficiency he's not out there trying to pile up strikeouts he wants to be in the ball game and i would imagine taking him out of a ball game in the sixth seventh eighth inning is not an easy thing no, he, he's a very intense guy, and I don't think he really even looks at how many pitches he's thrown, which is fine with me. I don't really care if he looks at that one bit. Um, you know, he's sometimes at 90 or 100 pitches, um, and I'm kind of looking over and talking to the you know pitching coach and go over to take him out, and he's looking at me like I'm nuts uh, taking him out of the game. Maybe I am nuts. I don't know. But um, he's done a hell of a job. Um, he needs to just uh, keep doing exactly what he's doing, keep working and preparing like he's doing because he has given us a chance to win a bunch of games, uh, and he's really stepped up into this rotation at a time when we've needed him. He and Gary Sanchez have developed a really nice bond, and he's incredibly complimentary of Gary every time they work together. Now, he's going to work with Gary again today, but how is Ryan Jeffers with that thumb? Uh, Ryan's thumb is improving. It's still a little swollen. If he has to go in the game today for whatever reason, if Gary gets hurt or, or we're dealing with a, a situation, Ryan can go in the game and catch and throw the ball. He'll be in a little bit of pain, like I said, a little swelling, um, but uh, he's definitely playable at this point, which is good because we, we didn't know initially what we were dealing with, if he would miss you know five or six days and we'd be uh, uh, in need of another catcher. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case, so we're going to see Gary today. We'll see about tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. All right, and tomorrow, of course, will be the 4th of July. You'll be spending it in Chicago, hopefully lighting up that scoreboard on the south side of Chicago. Good luck today, and uh, best of luck with uh, the, the search for the sweep. Thanks, Chris, and happy 4th. That is Rocco Baldelli, Twins manager Rocco Baldelli, getting set for another day at the office as the Twins and Devin Smeltzer taking on former Twins farmhand Tyler Wells and the Baltimore Orioles. That'll do it for us here on Inside Twins, brought to you every Sunday by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. But do stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Much more still to come. Pre-game lineup card is coming up next, including our road to Cooperstown, and we'll catch up with former Twins minor league hitting coach Matt Borchulte, now the co-hitting coach for the Orioles. All of that, then baseball, right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made.
This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.